Hello and welcome to Our Netball Family, the official podcast brought to you by World Netball, the sole international governing body for netball. I'm Sophie Reynolds and each episode I'm going to be speaking to a different member of our netball family to find out more about the role they play on and off the courts in helping World Netball achieve its three core strategies to grow, to play and to inspire. Make sure you subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also visit our website at www.netball.sport for more netball news. Now, let's introduce today's guest. This episode is all about the Birmingham 2022 Commonwealth Games and all those people that helped to make it happen. So before we introduce today's guest, we're going to hear from some of the fantastic volunteers that I had the pleasure of interviewing whilst we were at the Birmingham 2022 Commonwealth Games. Hello, I'm Ian Kimbury. Hello, my name is Lorna Dermody. Hi, Michelle Walker. Ian, Lorna and Michelle worked in the netball venue at the Games and I started by asking them what their motivation was to volunteer. One is uh, I'm local lads, born and bred in the West Midlands and it's a real honour to have the Commonwealth Games come to the area so I felt I had to get involved and I'm really big into volunteering as well. When it was London 2012, I saw the volunteers and really wished I'd put myself forwards. So then I volunteered for the World Athletics Championships in 2017, and then the Commonwealth Games was a definite combination of a love of sport and the fact that it was in my hometown. Although all the volunteers shared a love for sport and giving up their time to help others, they hadn't all watched netball before. I never watched netball. When I found out I was going to be working at the netball, I was a bit nervous because I thought it's something I don't really know, not a sport I know anything about. I didn't know the rules. We learnt it at school, but that was 30 years ago. first time I saw a netball game was last Friday. I watched netball and played netball for many years and it's still part of my daughter's local club. I then asked Lorna and Ian what their thoughts were on netball now that they had spent 10 days working with and becoming part of the netball family. I'm hooked. I've seen probably in the region of 20, 20 plus games. It's so fantastic. It's, it's fast. It's exciting. It's, yeah, it's everything that I enjoy in sport. I've watched um, the rules on the um, TV screen before the games and now I'm a bit addicted so I found myself watching the netball yesterday. It was my day off and I was watching it in my camper van on the laptop. <laughs> but it's not just about what goes on on the court, it is about the people involved in the sport too. Oh, the netball family are super friendly. I've really enjoyed meeting them and I love their passion for the game and it really rubs off on the volunteers. They're so enthused about the sport, as you'd expect, but they've been so lovely to us volunteers, they talk to us, they're friendly towards us, they explain rules to us. Uh, they're just such a loving group of people. Welcome to our Netball family, Lorna, Ian and Michelle, and every single volunteer from the Games. The event wouldn't have been possible without you. Speaking of volunteers, that takes us on to today's podcast guest, Ian Holloway. Ian was the technical delegate for netball at the recent Birmingham 2022 Commonwealth Games, a volunteer role which he was appointed for by World Netball in 2020. 
Ian has worked in netball since 2012 and is currently England Netball's Director of the Vitality Netball Super League and Competitions and has previously been their Community Competition and Events Manager. Ian also has experience at the Netball World Cup, having been seconded as the Head of Sport Competition for the Netball World Cup 2019 in Liverpool. This episode, Ian and I discuss his journey in events management and his various jobs in netball, including his most recent role as a technical delegate. Ian also leaves some inspiring advice for those wanting to get into the events industry. Welcome to our netball family, Ian Holloway. Hi Ian, how are you? Thank you for joining me on this episode of Our Netball Family. Yeah, I'm very good, thank you. And uh, yeah, really great to be here. Great, good to hear. And obviously you're fresh back from Birmingham 2022 at the Commonwealth Games where you were technical delegate. How are you feeling now, a week on? I think if you'd have um, asked me that question maybe up until today, um, I'd have my first answer would have been tired. Um, but on reflection now, definitely proud, privileged and, and honoured. Looking back, it was such a great competition um, and feel really privileged to be part of, of such a special competition. So, yeah, privileged, honoured and proud. Oh, amazing, as you should be. And I can't wait to hear more about that later on in our chat. But just to give everyone a bit of background, um, I just want to take it back to the start of your netball journey, really, which is where we start all of our podcasts. So where did netball first come into your life? What sort of role was that in? And yeah, and how did you become part of the netball family? Yeah, certainly. Well, I'll answer it in two parts, because my very, very first netball experience was actually in school um, at year, in year six when I was about 10 years old uh, and we played as part of our PE lesson so we had a, a PE teacher who was um, was very interested in netball um, so my first actual netball experience was was playing as a year six 10 year old player that was probably only for a year or so and then there was a 20-year gap between, I guess, my proper first netball experience, was, which was actually my employment with England netball. Um, so my very first experience was as a player, and I really enjoyed it, actually, albeit only for, for one year in year six at school. But then my, I guess, true netball journey started when I was first employed by England netball some 20 years later. Oh, brilliant. And you said you were employed by England Netball. So that was in 2012 with your first role as a community competition and events manager. So could you just tell us a little bit about what that role entailed? Yep. So the the role still kind of exists within the organisation, although we've, we've kind of restructured since then. But the, the role as community competition and events manager was to oversee all of England Netball's national club and school competitions. So I was responsible for delivery of things like the Premier League netball, um, as well as providing more support for localised competitions as well. So within the community competition portfolio within England netball, it essentially includes all club competitions. So my role was to deliver some of the national competitions, but then to provide a supporting role for all of the local volunteers who run local leagues and county leagues very much at a grassroots level of the game um, the role itself also included some event management stuff I was responsible for the annual delivery of uh, the Golden Globe Awards which is England Netball's volunteer recognition event that takes place each year as well so yeah that was where my journey started and a very brief overview of what the role entailed. 
Oh, brilliant. It sounds like there was a lot of volunteers involved already at that community level. And I know your job before coming into netball was working in sports events management at Nottingham City Council. And a lot of that was around a local level. Would you say community work is something that's really important to you? Because it seems to have sort of followed the, the train of your work life, I guess. Yeah, I think a lot of my early career roles were, were quite heavily focused on, on community community work and particularly within sport. My role at Nottingham City Council, as you um, correctly uh, summarised, was as sports events manager. And that role was really about trying to bring major sporting events into the city, but to bring those sporting events in to really try and inspire um, local residents to become more active and, and to take up more lifelong um, participation in sport. So a lot of my yeah early years uh, professional roles have been about using sport and utilising the power of sport to try and inspire people to participate in sport, but not just for the, the means of sport and excellence, but actually to get the wider benefits of what sport can bring in terms of well-being, active lifestyles, social engagement, friendship and things like that as well. So, yeah, a lot of my early roles have, have been very much focused on grassroots, I guess, inspiration of using sport to try and uh, to try and benefit communities through the inspiration that sport can bring. Yeah, and that's exactly what World Netball was about, using the power of sport to change lives. So that's great to hear you say. And I guess when you were at Nottingham City Council, you're working on a range of different sports. You were involved in the ICC T20 World Cup, which is a cricket event for those that don't know, um, and a hockey event as well. And then you obviously moved over to netball. What were the key differences going from working in those different sports to working specifically in netball? Yeah, I, I guess in terms of from an events perspective, um, lots of sporting events have very similar characteristics. So um, being an event manager, pretty much all events involve some of the, the key event deliveries. So you've got things such as accreditation, venue operations, ticketing, transport and stuff. But some of the key differences about netball, um, I, first of all, I, I love netball, um, didn't love it. Or, or didn't have any um, broader affiliation with the game prior to my role at England Netball, but have definitely grown to love it through through my period of, of working with within Netball. I think the first thing that makes Netball stand out is, I guess, the respect and the friendliness of the teams, the officials and the volunteers, the broader Netball family that really make Netball events stand out in terms of working and being involved within them. It really stands out compared to other sports. I know people refer to the Netball family quite regularly, but it, it truly is a special thing. And having worked in other sporting events, there is nothing quite like working with that Netball family. Secondly, the sport itself is really fast and engaging and you only have to look back at some of the stuff at the Commonwealth Games, but it tends to make such a great atmosphere in the venue. You know, the crowd and all the electric um, and, and the audience is just just enhanced the, the actual spectacle of an event, which is sometimes not always reflected across other sporting events as well. And then finally, from a from a netball perspective, which in my mind makes it stand apart, is the fact that it's an indoor sport and at an elite level. Um, there's so much scope that you can do creatively. And again, I'll probably refer back to um, some of the stuff around the Commonwealth Games. But, you know, the venue itself looks great and that opportunity just isn't afforded in some other sports. And, and without talking down other sports, I'd rather talk up netball. You know, having that that indoor environment where you can do such great things with with the lighting, the sound, the visuals to really create that 
uh, electric energy is is what for me makes netball events stand out as well as the fast the fast paced and exciting action on court as well yeah that's so true and thinking back to Birmingham you're so right the energy inside that arena every day with the DJ and everything that came with it was was just brilliant and those things sort of take me on to the next part of your working journey with netball because in 2014 still with England netball you took on another responsibility which was delivering the home international event so I guess that moves away from the community side of it and a little bit more towards the competition side which we were just talking about so how was that experience for you taking on that new um task in your role yeah um so yeah back in 2014 was when I assumed responsibility for England Netball's delivery of internationals and it was a very interesting uh, experience looking back um I was new into the role and, and hadn't had any previous experience of direct international netball event delivery was very much left to to my own devices and and I think really welcomed that opportunity because I learned so much so quickly by almost doing on the job. I remember my first uh, test series that I delivered was was England against Malawi in December 2014 and just learned so much so quickly across new areas of, of direct involvement with, with things like broadcast, ticketing, working with the home office to support Malawi to get their visas to come over and things like that and it was just a a completely new concept within netball than what I'd experienced before. Whereas previously, all of my delivery experience was with, with was with within club competitions, predominantly junior club competitions. This was just much different in terms of like the multifaceted nature of an international event and and working with you know broadcasters, sport presentation providers security and all of those broader um, facets of, of a major international event were all kind of things that I, I learned essentially on the job but yeah really love that experience and I guess I've never looked back since because you know eight years on I'm, I'm still heavily involved in albeit slightly different capacities um, but look back at that first test series in 2014 and yeah did a lot of very quick learning on the job but I don't think I'd swap or exchange that experience for anything else. Yeah, I mean, you're 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 quite right. You've stayed now in netball um, for many more years on from that. So it's clear the love you have for the sport and your role has also progressed because I know that you now manage the Vitality Netball Super League, which for those who don't know is the UK's top elite domestic league. Um, so that role for you and taking on on that, how was that? And I guess also I would like to know what makes you want to stay working with the netball family and taking on all these additional roles yeah so I am um, I assumed responsibility for the Vitality Netball Super League in 2016 was actually my my first season um and I guess what what I like to I guess what makes netball so special for me is I just I've always felt so welcome in, in whatever capacity I've been working within and whether that's been working with with different teams, be they the Super League teams, international teams, um, umpires, volunteers, I've always A, been made to feel so welcome. Um, and I guess I, I have a real big passion for developing and, and trying to make the netball events and, and anything that I'm involved in as, as good as possible. I definitely feel that netball has so much more potential um, at its disposal and really want to play a key role in trying to drive the sports forward um, and feel that through 
through some of the major events that I'm involved in, the, the domestic league that I'm involved in with England Netball. There's so much more potential that is that is yet to be untapped and really want to try and drive that forward, not just for the, the betterment of those events and the competitions themselves, but just the wider impact that it can have on the growth of netball, um, be that as an opportunity to grow the visibility of the sport, to, to look to, I guess, inspire younger people to want to then take part in, in netball and lifelong participation as well. So really feel like there's, a, there's still a lot of unfinished business because I just feel that netball has such great potential. I think there has been some considerable growth over the past few years but but we're only at the the, the very starting point of, of what its potential and future potential could be and that I guess is really what drives me and excites me to to want to continue to to further push the sport forward in whatever role I can play within that. Yeah and you hit all three of World Netball's core strategies there to grow to play and inspire in one go it was brilliant um, and so I guess you've been involved in that community level and you've been involved in the competition level which you just spoke about and you've they've both grown netball in different ways have you found one element more rewarding be it at the community level or at the elite competition level I guess they're rewarding in different ways. <laughs> Yeah, it is very difficult to compare them, actually, because they are yeah, both very much rewarding, but in very different ways. Um, I recall back in 2014, as part of my, my first international series, hearing the, the English national anthem play as part of, of the, the pre-game uh, kind of ritual um, and, you know, seeing the, the arena roar after the, the anthem had played really brought a great sense of pride um, and also goosebumps to me. So I guess at an elite level, you know, seeing an event come together in that, you know, 50 seconds it was while the National Anthem was playing just to kind of stand there, reflect and look at the atmosphere and think, wow, you know, I've played a, a huge role in bringing this together, I think is, you know, an element at the at the international stage of, of personal pride. But it's really hard to compare that to, you know, seeing a, 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 a community event where maybe a, a Super League player turns up and seeing the look on the players' faces as they get to meet their idols and, you know, know that that is is a as a touch point has probably made uh, a young person's not just day but potentially you know inspired them for lifelong participation in the sport. It, it's so hard to kind of compare and contrast. They are both rewarding in in very different ways, but both equally rewarding. So yeah, probably not possible to to determine one over the other. But yeah, both I guess bring a great sense of pride and and hopefully joy to others, which I think is is where you get the, the the reward from. Yeah, and they really will both inspire the next generation, be it where they're directly involved or where they're seeing their role models on that that big stage. And the Netball World Cup 2019 in Liverpool would have been a key element of that, um, inspiring the next generation. And you were a big part of that as you were seconded to the Netball World Cup 2019 back in August 2018 as the head of sport competition. So Birmingham 2022 wasn't your first taste of a major international netball competition. Um, how was being part of the Netball World Cup 2019 in Liverpool? Um, I, yeah, it was it, it was phenomenal. I think definitely a, a, a career highlight, um, albeit, you know, Birmingham might top that. Both were were equally inspiring, but yeah, being part of the Netball World Cup in two thousand and nineteen was was phenomenal. It was such a celebration of of netball, um, and it felt that at the time netball with it when in England had had been you know growing. There, there was obviously the Roses' success in two thousand and eighteen at the Commonwealth Games, 
And then the timing of then hosting a Home World Cup in 2019 couldn't couldn't have been better. And it really felt that you know netball was at the forefront of of that summer of sport. There was lots of other major competitions going on within the country, but you know netball really seemed to to capture everybody's uh, you know imaginations. And it was it was probably one of the longest. Well, it was the best part of four weeks on site, um, albeit it was only for 10 days of competition, probably felt like the, the longest four weeks being away from the family and, and such long hours. But actually, on reflection, again, seeing you know, thousands of people in, in the venue, hundreds of thousands across the, the city of Liverpool, and also just the, the national and global coverage that we got. Again, just a, an absolutely phenomenal achievement. And I guess some of my key takeaways were that you know, it almost felt that netball uh, was on a level playing field with some of the other bigger team sports, where you know the footballs and the crickets and the rugby it really felt that that was netball's moment to shine in this country. And uh, yeah, I like to think that we delivered a, a pretty good competition, and and that you know we inspired thousands of people to to continue to engage in in the sport. So yeah, it was absolutely a career highlight. Really great working uh, an organising committee team that, that I was part of and yeah truly honoured and, and privileged to be part of, of a successful World Cup in 2019. It was amazing and just listening to that makes me so excited for the next Netball World Cup and um, next year in Cape Town the Netball World Cup 2023 which is not far away now but you spoke there about your role and how it meant you were on ground really for four weeks even though it was the 10 days of competition so what did your role involve um, in that in that head of sport and competition role? Yeah, so as head of sport competition, I was responsible for all of the elements of the of the competition itself and overseeing all of the, the key sporting areas. So things such as the, the competition schedule, liaison directly with, with all of the 16 competing nations, direct liaison with all of the, the umpires and the technical officials, overseeing the training venue that we had on site. And we had some phenomenal facil- facilities in, in Liverpool where everything was on site, but overseeing the the management and all of the logistics around the training venue, responsible for everything that happened on the field of play, um, sourcing things such as as the medals, the competition medals, um, again, overseeing the, the broader sport presentation, so the, the lighting, uh, the sound and all of the, the visuals, overseeing the, the timing and the scoring and the results as well, so, and, and overseeing a team of, of dedicated sport-specific volunteers to deliver and implement all of that as well. So it was quite a, a wide-ranging uh, facet of, of areas of responsibility that, that was in my portfolio. But yeah, really, really great to, to be a part of it. And anything that was essentially falling within the, the realms of the sport itself would, would fall under my uh, my responsibility. Wow, there really is so much that goes into an event that people wouldn't know that took place to make what happens on court such a success. And you do all of these things and did this role at the same time as really working your full-time job at England Netball, um, where you're currently the director of the Vitality Netball Super League and competitions. And then you've gone on and done the same when you've been technical delegate for the Birmingham 2022 Commonwealth Games. So what makes you want to take on these volunteer roles at the same time as having a full job because you've already told us it meant you spent a lot of time away from your family and it's it's a lot of extra time you have to put into work so what makes you apply for these fantastic roles yeah so and and to be clear yeah the the role at the world cup was a seconded role so that was a a professional role but yeah the, the role that i've just fulfilled as technical delegate um 
I think the the opportunity to be part of something like the Commonwealth Games and, and within netball was was just something that was was really appealing to me. I think first of all, I have a very understanding um and and, and great family and, and support mechanisms behind me. So I've got a very understanding wife who is 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 happy to support me in 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 doing these things. Um but I think the the reason I was so keen to be involved personally. Um, you know, it was a great experience, really privileged and honoured to, 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 to fulfil the role of the technical delegate. Um, but also, given the experience and the learnings that I've had over the past eight years now of delivering and being involved in, in major netball competitions, just felt that I could provide some, some knowledge and, and experience to try and support the sport to deliver a fantastic netball competition within the Commonwealth Games and just felt that through my experiences and knowledge that I had something that I could give back to support the delivery and, and to essentially make it as, as good as possible for the, for the growth of the sport, which is something that I'm so passionate about. So I think it was the opportunity to be part of something personally, but then felt that I had a lot that I could give that would hopefully enhance and, and take the sport forwards through the experience and knowledge that I've that I've worked through over the past few years as well. So I guess it was a little bit of me wanting to give back as well as equally, you know, finding the experience with rewarding myself as well. Yeah. And the netball family are so lucky to have people like you that want to give back and give up that time. But for those that don't know, people might not know exactly what the technical delegate role is. So I just reverse it a little bit. And could you just tell me a little bit about what that role was at Birmingham and yeah, what you had to do to help make that event take place and go as well as it did yeah so if I give a, a very brief overview of the role in its entirety so I, I started the role in November 2020 and the I guess the overall concept of the role is to work with the organizing committee within the Birmingham 22 games to deliver and ensure that the netball competition is delivered in line with world netball's rules and regulations so that would in, include things such as, you know, signing off key areas of the event delivery, such as the field of play, the technical officials appointments, so the, the umpires and the, the, the bench officials, um, and also working with the organising committee on any variations to World Netball policies, rules and, and procedures that they may want to look at. So in the build up to it, it was monthly to start off with and then became fortnightly for probably about the last nine months or so calls with the organizing committee and particularly the, the netball competition management to liaise with them have regular check-ins to make sure that everything was was in line and, and going to plan during the competition itself i arrived i think it was five or six days before the competition started um had quite a, a hands-on role in terms of leading some of the meetings with with teams and officials to bring them up to speed with how the competition would work, hosting a, a rules meeting uh, alongside the umpire appointment panel to ensure that both teams and, and umpires were aware of the rules and the interpretation of how the rules would be in effect during the competition. And then when the competition actually started, I was I was there courtside for, for every match essentially to make sure that that everything was was going to plan and if there was ever an issue then you know was on hand to uh, to deal with anything that may arise throughout the duration of of the competition which touch wood fortunately um you know we 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 got through unscathed in terms of the delivery of the competition and actually created a really great spectacle and showcase for the sport but yeah that's a very brief overview of, of what the role entails 
I think what will interest people there is that actually this role started back in November 2020. So from November 2020 until August 2022, you've actually been working your full-time job and working as technical delegate. So in that whole time, what would you say has been the hardest part for you? Um, I think particularly as we got closer to the Games, um, it was almost the ramp up in the um, commitment, the, the time and the responsibility that was needed. And one of the biggest challenges more broadly has been the, the navigation of this during the pandemic and coming out of the pandemic with COVID. Particularly with, with only a few months to go, the organising committee were wanting to try and make decisions around the impact of COVID and the protocols around COVID as late as possible, which is understandable because, you know, I'm, I'm sure we're all aware that, you know, the, the pandemic has, has very much changed and has been very quickly moving. So the organising committee wanted to make some really late decisions around COVID protocols to best align with, to reflect um, the position within the UK at the time. And, I guess that was probably one of the hardest parts of the preparation from from my role because we had to then respond accordingly by rewriting some of the competition rules and regulations for how we would operate during um, that period. And I guess just to bring it to life with a, a practical example, previous major competitions um, within World Netball have always had a rule that if a team ever dipped below ten players, then then they wouldn't be able to participate in. The competition did have to withdraw basically given the impact of something like covid um you know there was a, a likelihood that athletes and, and and officials could quite easily contract covid and there may be a position where you know teams dip below 10 and actually then the removal of a team from from the competition just didn't feel appropriate and we needed to adopt a more flexible and fluid approach to, to how we deal with that so you know we had to rewrite a lot of the existing competition rules and regulations to best position um the those rules and the protocols to, to 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 basically see us through the competition now again you know with with a little bit of luck we were able to to get through that competition unscathed but we had to write plans and procedures in place to deal with any kind of eventuality should an athlete or multiple athletes be impacted by covid which would rule them out of the competition for a certain period of time which is something that we've we've never had to experience before because you know up until 24 months ago you know nobody had ever dealt with that through a pandemic and yeah. from a netball perspective um because we're not part of the olympics you know other sports had had learnings from the tokyo games in in 2021 because the games obviously got pushed back but had previous you know kind of protocols in place whereas this was almost our first global international event where we we had to work through that so yeah as probably the most challenging part of my role was almost overseeing the rewriting of some of those bits albeit very late in the day because we could only rewrite and review those once we got clarity from the broader organizing committee across the games of, of how you know the, the covid management the testing and all of that kind of bit would work um once they'd made those decisions yeah and they are as you said decisions where it's ever changing in a world with covid so they had to be made at the last minute but with every setback and sort of negative normally comes a positive so um what were the best parts about your role i i enjoyed i enjoyed all of it there, there isn't one part of it that i didn't enjoy in some kind of strange way <laughs> I mean, in a slightly <laughs> sadistic way because you know the rewriting of rules and going into the competition not really knowing you know whether we'd be impacted by covid and stuff like that um but i think on reflection i think 
having gone through the challenges that that all sports have been through over the past two years, but almost felt that netball has been significantly impacted by the pandemic being an indoor sport, close contact, that kind of thing. Seeing record numbers of crowds in Birmingham, session after session, and the atmosphere that those people created and the buzz that that was just connected to the delivery of the sport. You know, every day I'd walk through because there was several sports all delivered at the NEC site for, for those that aren't aware. But but everyone that you'd see or speak to were were involved in the netball in some way. We were definitely the biggest sport in that complex. And you know, all of the excitement around the games, so much of it seemed to be built around the netball and people you know, leaving the venue were, were so complimentary of how the experience was. And, and I think for me, that is the highlight that, you know, amongst all the challenges of the last two years, and particularly because the 2019 Netball World Cup was such a success, almost felt that the impact of COVID had kind of just dampened some of that that excitement from the, the the World Cup and almost having the opportunity to to kind of you know reignite that momentum again um I think is probably my my highlight and and then just from a personal perspective you know seeing all 38 matches and and where teams are in in terms of um their ability on court we've witnessed some fantastic matches and and some teams that really brought the competition to life so I think just seeing some of those teams you know perform on court having not seen them for several years um, and, and the characters and the personalities behind each of the teams as well was just a, a real great celebration of the sport, albeit in a in a multi-games environment as well. Yeah, absolutely. The Sunshine Girls dancing on court when they made history getting to their first ever Commonwealth Games final and winning silver was, was such a brilliant moment. And speaking about the volunteers and all the people that you saw around the venue um, when you were there for all 38 games... Um, <laughs> How do you, those volunteers, and there were so, so many there in Birmingham that we were so lucky to have, how important are they to you in helping you be successful in your role? Um, I mean, I'll come on to answer a bit about Birmingham, but just, just in general, throughout my role within Netball, like volunteers have been absolutely essential in everything that I've done. So my very first competition starting with England netball was the national schools competition in 2012 on a, on a, a wet and cold Saturday morning in Basildon. And, and just seeing, you know, the, the, the number of volunteers that were supporting and helping out at that event just made the experience just so positive. And, and essentially volunteers are the backbone of the delivery of, of, of this sport and in everything that we do from a Birmingham perspective that, the roles were essential um, and like in, in all sports, the, the competition and the sport just couldn't run up and survive without them. I think the energy and the passion that they brought in Birmingham was was absolutely the key driver. You know, they were so professional in how they went about their roles and performed their roles. But it was really the energy and the passion that that actually set them set them apart and really actually got me through it. You know, day five where we were into the swing of things, but, you know, the hours were starting to take their toll and a lack of sleep, you know, turning up first thing in the morning. And you're kind of going through the, the motions, but then you see all of the volunteers on site at seven o'clock saying morning to you and, and all of the energy that they bring actually you know gets you through it because you're like you know, these people are here they're so enthusiastic about what they're doing it's it's just contagious and infectious it, it just you can't help but but then just reflect within your own mood and yes I was wearing a mask at all times but there was pretty much a permanent smile on my face throughout and and that was 
in, in for the most part brought by the rest of the volunteers that enabled the events to happen but also the passion and the energy that they brought really I guess brought the games to life in in terms of that energy yeah they really did bring the games to life and we are so so grateful to have so many volunteers in major competitions and at community levels that make the netball family what it is and that netball family we are always looking to grow so that sort of takes me on to my next set of questions for you which is sort of about your role and and your personal skills and how they've made you a good um, events manager technical delegate and all the other roles you've entailed sort of to hopefully inspire the next generation if they want to get into events management if they feel inspired about this role and want to get into volunteering um what they could do so I guess what would you say are good personal skills that help you be a good events manager <laughs> yeah um I, I think in terms of skills I, I consider myself to be very thorough um highly organized and and kind of almost over plan and, and prepare but in terms of, of personal skills planning and preparation are, are usually fundamental but actually in reality not that you can survive without them but I, I think it's the ability to be calm when under pressure and actually to be logical and rationalized in your thinking I think being an event manager you can do as much planning and preparation as as as, as you can but in reality you don't actually know what what might happen on the day um, so I think being being calm, rationalized um, in your approach is is probably one of the the key personal traits because a lot of people will will come to you for for advice, guidance, or or decision making. So I think having that that clear calm approach um, and then being able to effectively communicate your thoughts, decisions um in a in a again a calm and, and consistent manner it are probably some of the key traits to being an event manager being organized plan planning and preparation are obviously essential but in reality there are a thousand and one things that can happen during the course of of an event and i think it's actually the the, the truer form of success is how you respond in those occasions than everything going to plan we all wish that every event that we delivered always went to plan um, but for me, the true success is actually how you respond when things don't go to plan because you're not always in control. So having that ability to, to be calm and measured in in such maybe not crisis, but when those issues arise, I think is, is probably one of the key traits to have. Yeah, absolutely. You've got to remain calm in, in those situations. And what advice would you give to someone wanting to get into events management now? I don't know, maybe they're at uni or, or younger um, or even older. It doesn't matter what what stage of your life you want to get into a career like like this. So what advice would you give to them? Yeah, I, I think, first of all, it's, it's not for everyone. I think I'd be lying if I was to say that, you know, this this kind of thing is is for everybody. Um, in terms of advice, I think that there's you can't substitute experience. I look back and as I referred to and reflected on earlier, being thrown kind of in the deep end in 2014 with my first international event probably wasn't the most ideal circumstance for how I'd like my first international event to be delivered. But actually you learn so much by doing in that environment. So I think one of the the key bits of advice is to is to to get out there and actually get get some voluntary experience and some hands-on experience that you know, as I mentioned earlier, events and, and sport is 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 heavily reliant upon volunteers and we can never have enough 
peers of hands and 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 voluntary support in in what we're trying to deliver so there are always opportunities so i think if anybody is considering um gaining knowledge and experience and ultimately maybe a career in the sector getting out there initially and and trying to get some voluntary experiences is absolutely fundamental and actually just through such experience you can then unlock many different doors you get to meet you know, professionals within the sector and actually then grow uh, the number of contacts that you have. And there will always be opportunities. And I think it's just trying to build up enough knowledge and experience, which albeit may need to come in a voluntary capacity in the first instance, um, that, that actually will then set you set you on the road to, to potentially a career in it. And yeah, I've been very fortunate that I jumped on the ladder in a in a professional role but then equally you know I'm, I'm more than happy to to volunteer back as well but just because I, I really enjoy the role and find it so rewarding as well so yeah that's probably the, the key bit is is to get out there and and to to start with with some experience there's there's only so much you can learn in a classroom or or, or on a computer or on the internet you you really learn and develop the, the skills and the traits by getting out there and um, accessing and being part of events yeah, and experience really is so important. And as you said, you, you obviously joined England Netball back in 2012. So how has organising events, would you say, changed in that time you've been at England Netball? Because I guess the advice that you would give now and the advice that you would have given then might be very different. Yeah, I, looking back, yeah, it's it's changed massively i think the fundamentals are still the same you know the the fundamentals of delivering an event are still the same but when i look back at 2014 and, and what england netball's events looked like at the time we were operating in very small venues we'd have crowds of around 1500 very little audience very little media attention very few sponsors and stuff and now we're hosting most of our events in some of the the country's biggest venues, selling these out, attracting much bigger sponsors, TV audiences, media and stuff like that. So the key fundamentals are still the same, but everything's just ramped up in terms of the, the importance and the visibility on the sport and actually the broader impact that these events can have delivering an event you know, in the centre of London with six, 7,000 people attending is just so much more impactful on, on the, the broader influence and inspiration you can have on people than, you know, a very small 1,000 in a, in a local sports or kind of thing. Um, so it's just the size of the operation that seems to have got much bigger, which means that you need more people. Um, our team at England Netball has, has grown considerably. Back in 2014, it was me and another person that were, were the events team. And now we've got a team of six people. So actually, our operation has started to grow. But that also means that, you know, the, the pool of volunteers that we have for any given event grows considerably as well. And it's just every area just just has grown considerably um, and an impact of that is, yeah, we now have to uh, deliver across many more services at, at, to a much heightened scale, but it gives us a greater opportunity and platform to to make our events much more meaningful, to inspire and really try and um, drive uh, inspiration to a, to a broader audience as well. Yeah, and we really are have seen so much growth in netball as we've touched on throughout this podcast. And that sort of brings me on to the final question, because we're not we're not finished yet netball's just beginning to grow and and it's going to continue to do so so how we like to finish every episode is by asking our guests what what more they would like to do to help world netball on its journey to grow to play and to inspire so if you could do one more thing working in netball to help world netball achieve one of those things or all three of those things what would it be um that's a really good question it is a really good question and i think thinking to my 
professional role um, with England netball. Certainly, my my main ambition is to is to try to professionalise the game in this country, um, and and I'll expand on that because I think in isolation that may seem quite quite narrowly focused, but uh, the UK is 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 obviously one of the more prosperous netball countries in terms of, of, of performance on court and maybe infrastructure more broadly. But at the minute, we're still on a journey within England netball. Uh, and actually, you know, our, our Super League is, is only semi-professional at best. But actually trying to professionalise the game within this country, I think will just enable not just the players within the, the, the domestic league, the ability to dedicate then a career to sport, which I think is ultimately, you know, where I'd really like to, to, to take the league. Um, but it just gives it the sport within this country, the the visibility on a much broader level, um, it will make our athletes more household names, which will then inspire new people coming through into the sport and, and want to follow the sport. So I guess within my direct control and within my professional role within England netball, really to to try and put netball on a on a level playing field with with some of the other female sports we look at women's football and, and where they've taken their WSL to and actually to try to to almost you know reach those kind of levels of professionalizing the local game I think more broadly um seeing that more global growth across some of the developing nations as well and albeit you know I'm not directly involved in some of those but still enabling those opportunities even if it is you know bringing some of those nations over to England to be exposed to to international competition I think one of the the key learnings from the games is you know there's there's so much strength in depth across global netball at the minute you know the the, the performances of Malawi Uganda Jamaica um and and they're all based with with minimal infrastructure and resource behind them and I think you know the, the potential that some of these nations will have with actually more resource um I think is is also key for the global growth of the game as well but certainly on these shores and within my professional role I think trying to to get the sport actually on a on a professional footing will just lead to so much greater visibility of the sport and drive the the growth of the game at all levels albeit enabling players to be professional and paid but then the the, the wider impact and, and inspiration that that will bring as well Absolutely. And that's also important to inspiring that next generation. So it's so exciting to hear your plans and also to look forward to that growth we've still got to come. And that brings me on to the end of today's podcast. So thank you so much for joining me. It's been great to have you as our guest. And thank you for all that you do for our Netball family. Thank you. Thank you, Sophie. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Our Netball Family the official podcast brought to you by World Netball, the sole international governing body for netball. We hope this conversation has left you feeling motivated to help World Netball on its journey to grow, to play and to inspire. If it has, why not join our netball family and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts so that you don't miss an episode. Together, we can create a better world through netball.